I'm Michelle Thompson. Welcome to Heat Network, the podcast. I believe one of the most important things you can do for yourself is to be open-minded to learn. To learn about different professions out there in the world that links to your health both indirectly as well as directly. For instance, I operate a manual osteopathy cold laser clinic in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. For those of you who are not familiar with manual osteopathy, it takes a holistic whole body approach to healthcare. It uses manual hands-on techniques to improve the body on all aspects, including the skeleton, joints and muscles, nerves, circulation, connective tissue, as well as organs. Internal functions like metabolism, respiration, reproduction can also be improved without the use of drugs. Here at Heat Therapy, Holistically Elite Active Therapy, we utilize Bioflex Cold Laser to also accelerate healing on a cellular level. It's a light-based technology proven to be highly effective in the treatment of musculoskeletal problems and wound healing. We have had many success stories with this technology. People have avoided surgery, reduced or eliminated their medication, and reduced and eliminated all sorts of pain. So please join us on this journey as we interview all sorts of professions and how they link to your health, either directly or indirectly. Episode number one on the Heat Network. We are interviewing Troy Borg right now. Troy has been involved in the fitness industry for over 20 years and has passionately coached hundreds of clients at all levels. His clients have won championships at every level from the NHL, AHL, Memorial Cup, national titles in hockey and karate, OHL championships, provincial volleyball, NCAA, and youth sports scholarships. He has done speaking engagements and seminars for Hockey Canada U15 teams, organizations, businesses, schools, and one-to-one consultations with many successful clients. Not only has Troy had years of success with athletes at the highest level, but with many clients that have ranged from cancer survivors, car accident victims, clients with special needs, and people just taking on fitness for the first time. He has dedicated his career to researching how to help his clients with the most up-to-date information methods for them to achieve their goals. He is certified in sport movement, sports strength, FMS level one, Y balance testing, certified BOSU balance trainer, as well as TRX. So welcome, Troy. Welcome Heat Networkers. So we are here with Troy Beauregard and he is going to go over all that there is about him and what he does. And Troy, the opening question, what I want to ask you is what drew you to the fitness industry in the first place? Well, I always seen it as like the ultimate leveling ground for, for somebody. Like okay. I was uh, I was a preemie baby. I wasn't supposed oh, no to make... No way, I didn't know <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, I literally could fit in my dad's hand, like my whole oh, wow. body and soul. I was super underdeveloped and I kind of stroked out during birth. So I, you would never know now. <laughs> no, that's so uh, it affected left side of my brain, right side of my body. Um, so I, my lungs weren't really developed enough, like especially um, and during any kind of activity. When you I was, should let me feel your lungs sometimes <laughs> in your brain and do some kind of sick work. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was being that kind of sort of feeble kind yeah. of growing up like up to about when I was five years old I would just stop breathing um oh, you know from wow. all that happening uh, I'm blind in my right eye it tracks but I don't it's blind blind 
Wow, seriously, guys. Like, you, if you guys don't know Troy, you would never guess. Like, that's unbelievable what you've accomplished, actually. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's one thing that uh, the doctors that told my parents, they said, uh, if he lives past five, he's not going to lead a normal life. That was uh, their big statement. Wow. So, um, and they were wrong. Oh, they were kind of, I, my life isn't really super normal. I get to oh, do but you would, right? but it's <laughs> unbelievable, though. Like, wow, okay. So, um, and, you know, with the having, um, coordination like uh, fine motor skills that kind of stuff that was compromised using a knife and fork was okay kind of hard like you know when you would just kind of stick something with your fork and push your knife well i would everything would move okay so just having a lot of those kinds of things going on uh, growing up loving sports hockey big hockey family Uh, my cousin stefan played in uh, the nhl as a goalie way back uh, in the day and uh, so it really kind of inspired you to get into this field I think of fitness and just made sense for sure like I growing up played hockey and it was just fun to play I was a pretty the world's okayest hockey player you know (laughs) and uh, grew up then I kind of fell in love with football but so in high school I was in grade nine I was only like 125 pounds and the coach was like you're way too small you're gonna have to figure something out and is that what kind of like drove you the initial bit okay so that was so first it was kind of just that you know where I was too small I was pretty messed up so uh, I seen what being able to really train really really hard just being happy to put a lot of really hard work in uh, how it changed me and uh, gaining about 15 uh, 50 pounds I should say in a year so from 125 to 175 pounds in a year Hmm. and uh, just from there transformation it was crazy and all I did was eat and train and that's all I wanted to do you know because I just seen yeah. the differences and just seen how much better it made me at football yeah. and I was like this is pretty cool yeah. um a couple looks from universities and stuff still yeah. not at the level I yeah I could have been I guess but um but you know, what, you know what I think is fantastic? Sorry to cut you no. off there, but you know what I think is fantastic? Like, just to have a fitness trainer like yourself who's able to actually personally relate to so many people on so many levels is actually what you want. Like, that's just, that's very, very cool. Yeah, it was, uh, that's something that I feel, um, I just kind of, I was super embarrassed about that story before, just being, yeah. you know, Gotta be a man's man. Well, I'm very glad you You shared that with us because I think so many people feel very comfortable knowing that actually, especially, um, you know, general population and stuff that have a, like, you know, everyone has something embarrassing or or whatever that bothers us. So the fact that you opened up with that, I I really, really thank you because like that really, I think, started off on a, on a good foot for people to be able to feel like they can tell you stuff, especially if they're going to choose you to train them. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, just kind of carrying on like, uh, I just kept training and seeing the differences it kept making in me and not feeling the same as everyone else, like having a higher level of strength and just being able to understand my athletes better with that mm. as well. So um, I feel like that catalyst was, you know, the day the coach said, that's that's it. You yeah. Know, you're not going to play. And I really, really wanted to play. So, so you turned something negative into yeah. something positive. So that's awesome. So actually, speaking about athletes, so given your history, because you've actually worked with quite high-level athletes. So you've worked <laughs> with NHL, OHL, AHL, NCAA, and that's only just to name a few. So, um, you know, and then that's not even it either, because you've also worked with like car accident survivors and um, cancer survivors, even athletes or athletes and and general population with special needs so maybe elaborate a little bit more on that please oh for sure um 
to my Will Howler favorite clients and yeah, athletes and people that we you know we all kind of kind of do and there's always two that really come to mind one of them uh she was a can- breast cancer survivor and uh she came to me i was working at a, a big fitness gym like a big globo gym okay yeah. and uh she was there and i she'd always i just kind of see her around and stuff and we just kind of got to to chatting and uh she wanted to get stronger which was because after through uh, chemo and radiation, yeah, there's yeah, so much tightness from everything, body, right? Of course, yeah. So when she first, when I first started to work with her, she couldn't open a bottle of water by herself. She'd always kind of hand me the bottle. She just wasn't strong enough to open, like crack open the bottle. So we would just train and we would do what we can with what she could move and kind of circle mm. through that. And more and more things would gravitate into that toolbox and, uh, one of the last days, I'm getting all choked up here. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> One of the last days, I still have the video too of her pulling a sled with a 25 pound plate on there yeah. with her grip and yeah. her opening up a wow. bottle. Like and, nothing. And just she couldn't even put her jacket on. Her daughter or her husband would help her put a, her jacket on. So it was a big moment for me. One of my last days there was her opening up a bottle and when she left, putting her jacket putting your jacket on that's phenomenal because like you're literally giving people's quality of life back and that's one of the things that i just love here you know working at my clinic and and that's why like i you know i preach movement and all this kind of stuff and you actually showed me a very interesting picture actually of a triathlon athlete's leg yeah. and the difference of a 74 year old compared to someone who was at 19 or 20 it was, around a, it was a 40 year old oh 40 year old yeah. okay so then you showed me like the difference and it was actually the same if yeah. they kept up their activity level. So speak to what happens when, um, you know, you become sedentary and you don't move as much. So whether you're a high-level athlete or and we notice it obviously more in general populations, um, as we age, uh, more of those age-related diseases come with a lot of muscle loss oh, because sure. of being Absolutely. sedentary, right? Um, and because muscle helps produce some hormones um, yeah. that are vital to maintain more muscle so yeah. um, it's definitely one of those perishable skills almost or parts where if you don't use it you literally oh yeah motion it. is lotion and yeah. you'll lose it faster and faster Absolutely. the more you lose it snowball effect yeah so uh, seeing that picture that's kind of stuck with me for a few years of seeing almost the exact same diameter of upper leg of having a 40 year old to a 74 year old mm. Crazy. is to me that was huge like yeah, that was like the is. first kind of trigger but then yeah. seeing the same diameter of someone who's 74 year old and sedentary and has half the muscle yeah like, to or me, it's even scary. less actually yeah. it seemed holy yeah so to me that's kind of kind of scary a little bit yeah. to have so such small muscle mass where you might not be able to get a flight of stairs yeah you know um, i've got a my my boy roland he's 95 years old he comes in to see us right now <laughs> that's awesome he hasn't missed a day for month. Like he's been with us uh, uh, for months, and he hasn't missed a day. He comes twice a week, and uh, to see that that dude come in um, is pretty special. And just know. sets a good example, right? And I'm glad you really shared that with us because, it, and it's also never too late to start, right? Because no. you can literally start at any level and any condition, and there's always, 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 always room for improvement. That's for what sure. I tell people here all the time. You know, like you can be in such a, a chronic and painful state, but you can't give up because your body is is an amazing, amazing tool that's just designed to improve and and grow and develop. So. 
Oh, that's awesome. No, what's his name? Roland? Roland, yeah. Shout out to Roland. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Like he, uh, yeah, he's a pretty special dude. Like, he had a pretty bad... Like, his balance has been affected by a, a virus that he, he oh, had. Okay. So, um, just for him, he still drives. He's just fine. It's unreal. Um, yeah. And to see him come in every day, like, I get so fired up when, yeah, uh, when no he kidding. comes in. Yeah, very good example. It's like, it's like an example of what you want to be, right? I hope I make it that far. <laughs> So I also know you do a lot of research as well, and you've always been up to date for your clients. So um, why is that important to you? Why do you keep researching? Um, it's like this in, I almost, for a while, I almost treated like reading and research almost as uh, a competition where okay, I, like I, I wanted to do as much as I can all the time. Yeah. So uh, I was always a goal. I'm, you know, I want to read 60 books a year. I want to go through a couple hundred research papers mm-hmm. a year. I think it's really, really valuable um, to to not just kind of sit on what you've done to be exactly. successful. Because things you change all the that. time. Oh, for sure. And we always kind of reiterate or go back to yeah. um, old methodologies as well. Yeah. They always kind of keep creeping up. So yeah. um, it's number one, I think it's really important to give people that the newest information possible and just Mm -hmm. compare it to what you've done not just switch what you what you hold as the true your true core beliefs when it comes to uh strength and conditioning yeah i think you have to have a set core beliefs like mine are i don't think i think most people aren't strong enough i think it's really valuable i think there's obviously an upper limit to that but yeah um, i think that people aren't strong enough but um, to kind of keep those core beliefs that someone that you might have, but to like open up your ideology to other methods as well. Uh, I think that's really important mm-hmm. to, to do that. Yeah, because then that means that you're giving the best to your clients as best as you can, mm-hmm. which is um, phenomenal. So I'm glad you do that because, yeah, research is, is huge, huge, huge because they're discovering new things every day. And just to give you an example of that, um, and I'm not sure if you knew, but I went to a conference in, in June this year and there was a, a study done on, you know, cramping, how athletes kind of cramp up sometimes. And we always tell them, oh, it's a magnesium or sodium potassium or drink more water so actually that's not even the case it's an overexcitation of the central nervous system and that's very very cool right whereas before everyone would say oh drink this drink this drink this and and some people actually unfortunately died because of that yeah so it just goes to show how how research is, is so so crucial so i'm very very excited that you do that that's awesome and another question I have for you, um, like prevention, you're, you're also huge in that. Cause I also, cause we actually met when we worked with the Sudbury Wolves yeah, yeah. And, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, when we're speaking towards prevention and even maintaining health, but it also, it's important for decreasing the chance for injuries, mm-hmm. injuries. So speak to, speak to that a little bit more, please. Well, I think, I, I mean, seeing so many injuries, unfortunately with, uh, in hockey and yeah. combat sports, mm-hmm. um, we see it all the time it's kind of nature of the beast so um using things like a functional movement screen yeah oh is yeah very it's a simple very method effective. that's kind of just proven to be simple and we can repeat that over and over again right so i think it's really valuable to uh, have a something like an fms or just something standard that you would use to test for movement um, when you do do that kind of stuff uh, especially beginning of the season that, that was kind of my first yeah, kind of, baseline, right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Exactly. So we have that baseline. So let's say if someone uh, breaks a leg or whatever the case is, they're out with injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so then once they're back and able to get back to, to movement, well, movement we can strength, see if they yeah. can, 
we want to see where they were and where they're at now and if what the difference is so we can let the coach coaching staff trainers know that listen like he or she might be cleared to play but they're not back to perform so don't expect the world from them yet and um, which we, is huge for the psychological health of the athlete too, right? And even people in general. So mm-hmm. that's great. And yeah. So just to let them know that, okay, like you're back, but don't expect to like, mm-hmm. even if you're going to try to have the same amount of output that yeah. you did, you probably won't be there. So just to let everyone know that it's, uh, that they're not where they were, but they're still, they will improve. And we can kind of keep tabs on that throughout the year and we can do it, um, especially after the, a team has done like a three and three or two and three. Mm-hmm. So they've played three games in three days or two games yeah. in three days. And we can quickly test before the next training session, just a couple of those elements. Um, so as part of the warm up, we would do like a deep squat and maybe like a hurdle step or mm-hmm. um, yeah. a flexion versus extension for their, for their hip. And we can see if there's any big changes as a group. And if there are big changes, then we should probably think about other modalities. And Potentially maybe we'll even deloading training yeah, right for at sure. that time, right? So, Active recovery. So we can do, like, in a group setting, it's, that's what I like to do, especially after they've played a few games or if they're in playoffs. Um, of course, we, big, you know, terms of load management. Now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Kawhi. But, <laughs> but uh, it's real. I think that's just an easy test to kind of facilitate. So not just to to see where they're at, but to see um, where there's room for improvements uh, as well. And how does that even apply, say, to the general population who who come to see you and whatever? Are you using these um, forms of testing to show and prove people that they're improving, or are you just keeping track of other methods? Oh, no, for sure. So that's literally the first thing that uh, I'll do, just because it's just such an easy test to to facilitate, right? It takes like 10 minutes. Um, so the first thing someone does when they come and see me is, uh, we'll, first we'll kind of talk about kind of where they're at, where they think they should go. And then the first physical thing we do is going to be uh, part of, at least part of the FMS. Um, so and I that's can, functional movement screens for those guys. Sorry. Right now. No, that's okay. It's just the lingo. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we'll do that and see where they're at to see if there's any, uh, missing movement or, uh, or any gross imbalances that we really have to work on. Um, if they're, they can't do something and there's not much of an imbalance on each side, I'm not super concerned about that, um, because we'll get there, but Mm -hmm. if there's gross imbalances, so if one side they can do uh, a movement, the other side, they're just completely incapable Mm -hmm. of, then there's a bigger, we have to deep dive into that. And so I feel working with healthcare professionals like you and other like chiros Mm -hmm. and physio and, Mm -hmm. uh, to be a part of that true, like team system to get a individual and athlete Mm -hmm. together, because I've seen it work so well yeah, in a team absolutely. environment so I yeah. took that kind of ideology into like a private practice so. yeah because a lot of people don't know and I I preach all the time after I'm assessing my people and they're they're doing different movements and like you said there there is that imbalance and center of gravity is huge 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 to me and I, I would even go as far to say until that that center of gravity like your um is 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 centered and you were kind of mentioning, you know, that imbalance, you don't really want to be training or strengthening them too much because you're going to actually strengthen mm-hmm. that imbalance and strengthen that weakness. So, so that's, that's really, really great. And, um, so speaking of, of this, how can people get a hold of you or contact you for more information? Okay. Um, I work with a UFC fighter, Mitch Gagnon, out of his facility called Inspired Sedbury. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Um, uh, you can reach me at inspiredsudbury uh, at gmail.com or just on my own social at Troy Beauregard for I'm active enough. And maybe spell that for people. <laughs> sure. T R O Y B E A U 
R-E-G-A-R-D. I know it's a mouthful, but... Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, that's pretty much... Yeah, because I understand you even do online coaching as well, which is which is crucial because, um, you know, I'm sure there's some people maybe even listening to this in Europe as well, mm-hmm. right? So if, if they want to uh, reach out to you or even for you to develop a, a program for them, walk us through how, how that would work. So well, I, that's a great question. We uh, at the facility, we do it quite often. We have athletes all over, um, high-level fighters typically. That's who will online. That's who okay. we kind of deal a lot with. Interesting. Um, and I've got some goalies that are here and there um, as well. But uh, so we just typically do like a video call, like through Instagram or another social media way, and uh, just kind of run through a typical first kind of session that I would do with an athlete. Um, break. I try to see if much info online that I can find out about that athlete as well. Okay. So if they're a hockey player, just kind of see the how many minutes they play typically on average, like that kind of stuff. It just gives me a good idea on what to really focus on with them um talk about injuries if there's anything going on currently what their workload's like like just trying to get a good yeah, idea you know, for, exactly. to understand the athlete fully yeah so there's a lot of a lot that's a pretty lengthy process for yeah. for me to make sure i really truly understand the athlete just to it goes to show your dedication to and commitment towards that so that's really great well and it's you know we'll get uh, sometimes we'll get calls from coaches hey so-and-so has to get faster well they probably don't have to do what the coach says mm-hmm. we have to kind of deep dive a little bit deeper because yeah. that's everyone's kind of go-to it's yeah. just one thing you know yeah so. yeah exactly and, and also too like they're, they're talking from a different point of view mm-hmm. right so so i just do my best to get to know the athlete as much as i can and uh, we start to develop that program uh, out from there as well Okay, so that's that's really awesome. So if they want to do the online with you, so basically just social media, anything like that. So if they want to reach out to you through Instagram, is that the same name? Yeah. So Instagram have? is Troy Beauregard. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, you can get us. You can get me or uh, at uh, Inspired Cyberie as well. That's uh, again, that's the facility that I'm working out of okay. with uh, with Michigano. Okay. So yeah. So keep note of that guy. So Trey Beauregard. And then last question I have here for you. What advice do you find you constantly uh, sharing with your clients on a day-to-day basis? Um, I really, <laughs> most people, especially general population, I yeah. feel it's kind of funny because, you know, so used to having athletes that come in and this is what I need to work on. Yeah, or, very, very goal-oriented, yeah, right? Or just yeah. necessities of the team. Yeah, so you enough. have uh, some uh, female hockey players that are gone and they have to hit certain parameters for some of their, before they get back into camp or they don't dress. Like, okay, yeah. So that's pretty specific. A lot of pressure right? too. Yeah, so when it comes to general population though, most people don't have any goals. Literally, it's mm-hmm. I just want to get fit. Okay. Or I just want to get in better shape. And the question I always kind of throw back at them is, what does that mean to you? So, like, what does being fit, and I won't lead them on, does that mean getting stronger or getting in better, yeah. having a higher level of conditioning? Or so you're not putting fat. words in their mouth. No, I think it's really important because I don't want it to be what my view, because I've got pretty solid views where I think everyone should get stronger, but maybe it's not real high on their priority yeah, list. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, to for someone to that's uh, just getting starting out started out, I think it's to try to find out what really being fit means to them, 
Yeah, their why. Yeah, less, yeah, right? and it doesn't have to be like this big, like psychological kind of kind of thing. It's just, <laughs> or it doesn't have to have any like super deep seated meaning yet. I think it's just something that maybe even attracts them to being yeah. more fit. Um, maybe it is just being able to walk longer or carry know. their grandkids, yeah. pick them up. Yeah. So just things like that. I think it's really valuable just to kind of even think about. Maybe it's not the direction that they'll end up going in, but it's a starting point for them. Mm-hmm. So when they are going to see whether it's me or another strength and conditioning coach or fitness professional, um, I think it's just to have a direction yeah, somewhere. Like, yeah, to at least know where you're going yeah. or what you think you want to go. Yeah, and it doesn't have to, again, that, that could just be the starting point where yeah, you can absolutely. say, like, shoot, I just want to get up a flight of stairs without dying. Well, yeah. we, we could do that, you know, yeah. or I want to be able to carry my groceries in. Uh, whatever the case is. Yeah, or open the, that water bottle like open, your own patient. Exactly. Yeah. So um, just to start off having a goal, it doesn't have to be um, the, the, the end all and be all. Yeah, of that, course. That could just be the beginning. Yeah. So, I, Troy, I want to thank you so much for your time. And, um, you know, again, that's Troy Beauregard at Inspired. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much oh, for, yeah, here. yeah, because it was, it was really enlightening. And I learned a few things that I didn't actually know about <laughs> you. And I've known you forever, it seems like. Yeah, so that's so funny. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time. And that's a wrap for this podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast if you found it educational and you know someone who would benefit. This is Nichelle Thompson on Heat Network, the podcast.